Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is an RNZ podcast. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. Occasionally, I get asked by exasperated members of the public why, of all the movies to talk about, I end up choosing the ones I do, to which I can only say, choose, I wish. Generally, there are only the necessary three available, and I play the hand I'm dealt. Sometimes there aren't even that many, and I have to look further afield to the often mixed bags of the streaming services. But once in a while, there do seem to be a few to choose from. You know, you could do everything right and it doesn't matter in some of these waves. There's no water! Why do we do this again? This one's called Facing Monsters, and it's about the surfing fraternity and chasing big waves. Since that crowd is probably going to see the film whatever anyone says, I might as well pass. I'm not a fan of anything with the word monster in the title anyway, which seems to rule out Monster Family too. Mom, he's going to turn us all into monsters again on this magical monster night. Stop him! Great job, Max. Now, this one seems to be a flagrant rip-off of the old Adams Family Hotel Transylvania formula. And why should I sully the memory of the first and greatest Adams Family movie, which starred Christina Ricci as the deeply troubling Wednesday? Wednesday, Adam. What are you, darling? Where's your costume? This is my costume. I'm a homicidal maniac. They look just like everyone else. Why are you dressed like somebody died? Wait. How do I look? Disturbing. So that leaves three in this week's Beggars Choosers playoff. The reason for the underpowered competition, of course, is the long-awaited arrival of the blockbuster that will challenge Spider-Man for the biggest of the year, the Batman. It's getting serious, Bruce. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing... I don't care about that. Any of that. You don't care about your family's legacy? What I'm doing is my family's legacy. Now, full disclosure, my opinion before, during and after watching The Batman is why bother? By my calculation, Robert Pattinson is the seventh or eighth Batman I've seen now, and that's not even counting the comic book version that I devoured half-heartedly as a child. But why another one was answered firmly by a group of youths sitting behind me at the cinema. The best ever was their unanimous opinion. Fear is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. It seems each generation gets to pick their own Batman, though each version appears darker, gloomier and more violent than the one before which makes a little French film, Skies of Lebanon, all the more welcome. Despite dealing with civil war, refugees and divorce, it retains an optimistic lightness of touch. You know what you're going to do when you've finished your mission? 
Vous comptez retourner vivre dans votre pays C'est dur à expliquer, mais... Je n'ai pas l'impression que ma place soit là-bas. I have to say, the third film this week was a bit of a dark horse, so to speak. It's called Carbon, the unauthorized biography. It was so determined to make science fun that it seemed churlish not to make some effort. Carbon is profoundly important in the universe. She is what makes us possible. We don't exist independently of nature. We are nature because we are made of carbon. So is everything else. Well, I think it overestimated my enthusiasm for chemistry, a subject I abandoned early in my education to the mutual relief of me and my teachers. But first, let's launch into the Batman. Bruce Wayne. Sorry? I wouldn't be bothering you here, but your people keep telling me you're unavailable. One glance at the poster for the latest iteration of the Caped Crusader, Matt Reeves' The Batman, will tell you it'll be dark and shadowy, though this time they offer an explanation. Like its namesake, he works mostly at night. And the recent record of comic book movies means the length, it's nearly three hours, won't come as much of a surprise either. The Riddler is asking for you. The killer left this for the Batman. Why is he writing to you? But you can't say it doesn't give you all the expected ingredients. There's the Batmobile, the big Wayne Mansion, though it's been years since it was called Stately Wayne Manor, and millionaire Bruce Wayne and his loyal butler Alfred. You're becoming quite a celebrity. Why is he writing to you? Andy Serkis plays Alfred as a Michael Caine tribute, just as Robert Pattinson plays Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. the Batman, as a blend of old-school Michael Keaton and less old-school Christian Bale, just with even fewer jokes. It can be cruel, poetic or blind, but when it's denied, it's the violence you may find. Justice. The answer's justice. This version doesn't take the character very far from those two versions of Batman or The Batman, as this film favours. Actually, Bruce Wayne himself seems to prefer the rather more generic Vengeance. But over the years, we've got used to our comic book heroes and heroines obscuring their own brand names. Who are you under there? I'm Vengeance. Just as Diana Prince failed to ever use the name Wonder Woman in any of the movies of that name, so in this film, Catwoman doesn't give herself a formal title either. What are you hiding? Selena, don't throw your life away. Don't worry, honey. I got nine of them. This week, Selena, following in the stellar footsteps of Michelle Pfeiffer and Anne Hathaway, is played by Zoe Kravitz. But she's up against strong screen competition. Leading the supervillain charge is the Riddler, this time entirely swaddled in leather with a pair of goggles. I'm just here to unmask the truth about this cesspool we call a city. You're part of this too. He's up! Stay still! How am I part of this? Oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. 
The Riddler clearly has issues, though anyone who thinks the dank, dripping Gotham City is covering up its corruption needs to get his eyes tested. The main issue, as in all big-budget comic book movies, is who's hiding under the mask. Well, we'll have to wait a couple of hours to find out. From your secret friend. Underneath the bridge. Who? Top We have to wait even longer to the credits, in fact, for the answer to who's playing the penguin. It's an astonishing makeup job inspired by Danny DeVito back in the Tim Burton 80s movies. I had no idea who it was, and even when I read the name, you can look it up yourself, I won't spoil it here, I found it hard to believe. Not only did he look nothing like the well-known actor, or sound anything like him, it wasn't even his sort of part. So why do it, you wonder? Whoa, take it easy, sweetheart. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Stunt casting aside, the Batman spends most of its running length negotiating the familiar origin story. His alter ego, Bruce Wayne, no longer a playboy, is now a sombre recluse, brooding over the murder of his politician parents. This is a disappointment to Wayne supporters, who expected Bruce to carry on their good works. You know, you really could be doing more for this city. family has a history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. With a nod to the political culture wars of the past 20 years, in corrupt Gotham City, most of the powers that be are in the pocket of organised crime. So while the Batman fights the symptoms of political crime, it takes mavericks like the evil Riddler and the quite nice Catwoman, oh, sorry, Selina, to tackle the actual people behind it. If we don't stand up, no one will. You got a lot of cats. Never think about strays. The bat and the cat. It's got a nice ring. A new friend of yours? I'm not so sure. It sounds almost complex the way I describe it, but stretched out over three hours, it starts to look like, to coin a phrase, just another day in the Batcave. This is a powder king, and Rither's to match. I can take care of myself. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. It's fine if you've never seen a recent Batman before. As usual, it pretty much follows the blueprint of comic book auteur Frank Miller's ultra-noir Dark Knight. The audience I saw it with, mostly male, mostly under 25, absolutely loved it, mostly undeterred by some rather disturbing violence. And worldwide, the Batman's box office figures are going through the roof. Let's play a game, just me and you. Any of this mean anything to you? But for me, after years of the nocturnal misery of the Dark Knight, Batman vs Superman and the Joker, I find myself nostalgic for the campy old TV series. Frank Gorshin's Riddler had rather wittier riddles too. Out.
riddled. I thought you might be, Batman. That's why I brought witnesses with cameras. Oh, <laughs> what is it that no man wants to have, yet no man wants to lose? A lawsuit. Correct, boy wonder. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what possessed me to see a documentary about, among other things, global warming, with a title that seemed a little too cute for its own good. It's called Carbon, the Unauthorised Biography, and both the title and the group of experts adopt a sort of playway to education. You know, you'll be so entertained you won't even notice you're learning stuff. If I were to fall in love with an element, it would have to be carbon. Carbon's the life of the party. You'll know when Carbon walks in. <laughs> Carbon's just annoyingly good at everything. Well, fat chance. Speaking as someone who's had experts of all levels of playfulness attempt to drill the basics of science into me, I think I'm pretty much a lost cause. Particularly when this film adopts an arch life-of-the-party characterisation of the element carbon. How can she be so versatile? Solids and liquids and gases because of carbon energy. Life has become longer, health's better, all because of this sort of free gift. Adding wokiness to hokiness, carbon throughout is always referred to as she. Of all the pronouns in all the universe, she has to come into mine. And more, she's actually played by actress Sarah Snook. So how did I come to be the most talked about, but least understood element on Earth? The levels of carbon pollution have increased dramatically. It's not carbon's fault. That's right. This isn't just the unauthorised biography of carbon. At times it's the totally unasked for autobiography. Though I should add that references to most misunderstood element grossly overestimates my knowledge of any of them. It was all news to me when I was told that the first ones were helium and hydrogen. I gather that carbon turned up comparatively shortly afterwards and showed a propensity for fusing with other elements. At least I think that's the case, despite the enthusiasm of celebrity scientists like astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, I did nod off a few times. Anyway, carbon gets a bad rap thanks to some of these hasty compounds. Know that carbon dioxide is building up. It's going to lead to coastal flooding, droughts, storms. It's the way we are using carbon. It's not carbon herself. And we're approaching a tipping point. One thing I did learn and was rather fascinated by was that on Earth, in Western Australia in fact, there are some of the oldest rocks, I think I've got this right, in the universe. We've been very fortunate to find the oldest carbon-bearing material in the world, 3.5 billion years old. This is the signature of life. All this seems to be brushing rather close to the, to me, totally uncrackable riddle of the Big Bang. I know nothing about this, nor do I wish to. Even writing down the seven letters of its name makes my head spin. So instead, I'm prepared to explore some of the more recent aspects of biochemistry, so long as it doesn't get too cosmic. My generation feel viscerally that their future is at stake. Nothing is more urgent to survival than understanding carbon and where she likes to hide. 
Unfortunately, I seem to be flying in the face of most scientists with this attitude. The more cosmic, the better, as far as Neil deGrasse Tyson and his friends are concerned. It's like finding a long-lost relative. Wow. I'm a participant in a great unfolding story in the universe. Amidst all the physics and cosmology and what dear old Doctor Who calls timey-wimey stuff, the bits that stayed with me most were the least carbon-dependent. As the scientific pessimists start wrestling with the end of civilization as we know it, it was fascinating to be reminded just how long civilization's been going on. But how did that spark of life begin in your world? There's a direct line from the birth of carbon in stars to the birth of us and all of the life around us here on Earth. We, Homo sapiens, have been making a nuisance of ourselves on Earth for half a million years or so. But civilization, agriculture, houses, inventing and the rest, that's been a mere 14,000 years, mostly dependent on the luxury of reasonably clement weather. Without that, and most of the contributors to Carbon, the unauthorised biography, seem unanimous that that's what we're looking at, all bets will be off. Wherever I find life, it's going to have some carbon chemistry, just the way I do. You have to learn to get along with carbon, and she's very happy to get along with us if we treat her right. Well, frankly, I might leave the solving of that riddle to these people. I'd like to think they know the answer. They certainly sound as if they do. The only difficulty is that their leaders, our leaders, have all been put in power by people every bit as ignorant as me. Builder or destroyer? Which do you want me to be? Recently in New Zealand, we got a very small taste of the worst thing that can befall a country, irrational civil war. It was soon over, thankfully, but it was just not something we were used to. People who look the same, who sound the same, suddenly getting it into their heads that the other side are monsters. Well, sadly, this is all too common in many other places in the world, notably the Middle East. Il fallait s'y attendre. Ce onzième cessez le feu n'aura pas duré plus de quelques jours. Elle est amoureuse. Je vais rejoindre Salim. Je vais partir pour la France. The East Mediterranean state of Lebanon is little but old. Its history predates most of the Bible, and in later years its capital, Beirut, became known as the Paris of the Middle East. In the film Skies of Lebanon, that's the aspect of the country that attracts a young Swiss woman called Alice. Bienvenue au Liban. Puis-je vous orienter? Attention, nous a signalé la présence d'une Suisse dans le quartier. Bienvenue, Alice. Enchantée. Alice de la Loire. Enchantée. Alice's early story is rather sound of music, trained in the mountains by doleful nuns to be a nanny, but itching to get away. In her case, the offer was to work in Beirut in the late 50s. As soon as she got off the boat, she was welcomed enthusiastically. Enthusiastically is putting it mildly. She's embraced, then given a lift by a woman dressed as a cedar tree. Skies of Lebanon is fond of visual metaphors. Alice's time in Switzerland was portrayed in joyless plasticine. 
Vous comptez retourner vivre dans votre pays Je n'ai pas l'impression que ma place soit là-bas. Et vous Pas des rêves de voyage Je suis en train de travailler sur un projet de fusée. J'espère un jour envoyer le premier Libanais dans l'espace. Alice settles in and gets into the habit of morning coffee at a favourite Beirut cafe, where she exchanges silent glances with the equally shy Joseph. Joseph is a university professor, a rocket scientist, no less, and their romance is treated as a whimsical fairy tale, the sort of thing that made another French film, Amélie, so appealing. <laughs> Before you know it, Alice and Joseph fall in love and marry, which means Alice also joins Joseph's exuberant family. And the next few years go past in a sort of blissful montage. Children are born, grow up, fall in love. Alice has found a warm, convivial home in a country that has everything she didn't get in Switzerland. What could possibly go wrong? Well, if you know anything about Middle East politics, you'll know the answer is likely to be sectarian civil war. Neighbours fight neighbours, streets become war zones, suddenly nowhere is safe and the whole family starts moving into Alice and Joseph's city flat. Je crains que plus rien ne soit comme avant dans ce pays que tu as tant aimé. Que notre paradis soit détruit. The writer-director of Skies of Lebanon is the Lebanese-French Chloe Maslow. This is her first feature. But it's not her intention to deliver a blow-by-blow history lesson. We're never even told who's fighting who in the war, since most of the participants are mostly wearing masks. But this film is about the people affected and how, all too soon, many middle-class Lebanese start making plans to leave the one-time Paris of the Middle East for the real thing. Alice is the most adamantly against deserting what she's come to think of as her homeland. Are we cowards, she asks? We must stay. Prends l'avion pour Paris ce mardi. Le pays n'existera sûrement plus dans une semaine. C'est sûr que si personne n'a le courage de rester. Alice is based on director Chloe Maslow's own grandmother and the stories she told about arriving and then living in what she thought was paradise. But paradise was never regained, despite so many false dawns over the past 40 years or so. The only things that remain of old Beirut are the memories of the people who'd been there. The shots of the city in skies of Lebanon are deliberately keyed in behind the action and they look heartbreakingly glamorous, even if these days they only exist in small parts of Paris and, of course, in films like this. Well, as the lights go up on this show, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.